Wake up, sleepyhead. It's that time again to get up out of bed. Welcome to the Java and Jesus Morning Show, where we brew some caffeinated Christianity for you. Good morning. My name is John Souza. I'm the pastor at the Salvation Army Church in beautiful downtown Rochester, New York. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the uh, applause. Yes, thank you. So this line comes from William Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. It's from a little spirit named Puck, and he says this, a famous line in Midsummer Night's Dream, Lord, what fools these mortals be. Lord, what fools these mortals be. That's what Puck, this little spirit, said. How dare Puck say that about us humans, that we are fools. But you know what? I hate to say it, but the Bible also calls men fools. Jeremiah 4.22, the Lord says, My people are foolish people. They know me not. Then he says, They are stupid children. He said it, not me. I, he wrote it. I just quote it. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 3.19 that the wisdom of this world is foolishness before God. James chapter 3, verse 15 tells us this wisdom is earthly, it's natural, and it's actually demonic. Wow. Romans one twenty two, Apostle Paul says, Professing to be wise, we have become fools. Yes, sometimes we, as humans, think we're so wise, but really sometimes we find ourselves just being a fool. Do you know Thomas Watson of IBM in 1943 said this, short-sighted words. He said, I think there is a world market for maybe five computers. Well, he came quite short on that one. Uh, In 1875, the director of the United States Patent Office, he resigned. Why? He said, because there's nothing left to invent. Wow. Short-sighted there. Oh, Lord, what fools these mortals be. Well, today we're going to talk on the Job and Jesus show about the wonderful wisdom of God. The wonderful wisdom of God. So I'm going to read from James chapter 3. I'm just going to read verse 17, if you don't mind. James three seventeen. So I hope you got your job in your cup and your Bibles opened up. And uh, let's hear what James has to say about the wisdom, uh, God's wisdom. James three seventeen says, But the wisdom from above is for first pure, then peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering without hypocrisy. Wow, God's wisdom is a whole lot different than man's wisdom. Would you not agree with that? So I want to look at some of the wisdom of God, and the first thing I want to look at is God's wisdom displayed through prophetic knowledge. God's wisdom displayed through prophetic knowledge. So let's go in Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 through 10, if you don't mind. Isaiah chapter 46, going to go to verses 9 and 10, and we're going to look at the wisdom of God's prophetic knowledge. All right, I hope you're there with me. Isaiah 46, 9, the Lord says, Remember the former things long past, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things which have not been done, saying, My purpose will be established. And I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Wow. God uses prophecy as kind of his knockout blow. I've been told that the Bible is about 27% prophetic. In fact, the Bible declares that it is prophetic, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made as an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. That's 2 Peter 1.21. Men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. 
So I've, one scholar says the Bible proclaims about 2,500 prophecies on 737 separate topics. About 2,500 prophecies in the Bible. And then this uh, one scholar says about 2,000 of those prophecies have already been fulfilled. See, the Bible declares it is prophetic. And what I have to do is look at, first of all, look at the prophecies of the nation of Israel. If you just took your time and looked at the nation of Israel and all the prophecies concerning the nation of Israel, you'll see that Israel is God's time clock. You can know what God is doing in this world when you look at what God is doing in Israel. Do you know in Jeremiah 25, 11, Jeremiah prophesied and said, Israel will be in Babylonian captivity for 70 years. And guess how many years Israel was in exile to Babylon. You got it, 70 years. Second Chronicles 36.21 verifies that. In Ezekiel 37, oh, the prophecy of the valley of the dry bones. Can these dry bones come to life? Do you know in 70 AD, the Roman army came in under Titus, and they destroyed Jerusalem. Not one stone was left upon another, just like Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24, verse 2. Israel was wiped out, Jerusalem was wiped out, and many people were exiled. And scattered abroad in Israel in 70 AD ceased to be a nation, a valley of dry bones. And then 1900 years later, almost 1900 years later, in 1947, 33 countries from in the United Nations voted yes on Resolution 181 for Israel to become a nation. And Israel became a nation May 14, 1948, almost 1900 years since They had ceased to become a nation, and they became a nation again, fulfilling Ezekiel's prophecy of the valley of the dry bones. That's amazing. In Zechariah chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, Zechariah, about 500 BC, 2,500 years ago, Zechariah stands probably on a heap of stones that was once Jerusalem, now destroyed by the Babylonians. And Zechariah makes this amazing prophecy. He says, Jerusalem will be a cup of trembling, a burdensome stone, a cup of trembling, a burdensome stone. Zechariah prophesied 2,500 years ago that Israel, this nation, which is smaller than the state of Maryland, this nation, which makes up a population of only 0.11% of the world's population. That's like one out of every 899 people in the world live in Israel. And Zechariah says that this city, this land will be a cup of trembling, a burdensome stone, a source of tension for the whole world. And if you stop and look now, you see Zechariah's prophecy is definitely becoming fulfilled. Who would have thought? And then the prophet Joel, Joel 3 verse 2, he prophesies that all nations are going to gather against Israel. Zechariah prophesies in Zechariah 14, 12 that all nations will gather against Israel. Ezekiel, Ezekiel 38, 16, he prophesies, yes, all nations will gather against Israel. And Psalm 83 verse 4, the, uh, the writer Asaph writes and says, all nations will gather against Israel to destroy it. My friends, you can see that on October 7, 2023, when Hamas attacked Israel, you would have think all the nations would have supported Israel after this pernicious attack. But you can see since October 7th, so many nations are turning against Israel. The prophecies of Joel, Zechariah, Ezekiel, Asaph, and others are being fulfilled today. Wow, nations are gathering against Israel. You can see it happening. Who would have thought? But the Bible prophesies that. And then you can look at also at the wonderful wisdom of God's prophetic knowledge. You can look at the prophecies of the last days. 
Daniel chapter 12, if you want to go there, you can. Daniel 12, verse 4, says people are going to travel to and fro, going by here and going there. Travel will increase, Daniel prophesies in the last days. Do you know, in a hundred-year span, we went from wooden ships to spaceships. Wooden ships to spaceships in just a hundred years. Daniel also prophesies in Daniel 12, 4, that knowledge will increase. I read that the supercomputers that we now have can calculate something in one second that would take the human brain six billion years to calculate. It's hard to fathom, but knowledge will increase. Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24, 12, that lawlessness will increase and most people's love will grow cold. You just can look around and look on the news and see how lawlessness is increasing. I read with one place, one uh, organization said that 83% of the world's population live in a high crime area. 83% of the world's population live in a high crime area. Lawlessness has increased. Daniel 12 verse 10 says, In the last days, the wicked will act wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand. Paul says in the last days of Timothy, perilous times will come. Evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Lawlessness will increase. Most people's love will grow cold. The FBI in 2022 received over 11,000 hate crime reports. Over 11,000 hate crime reports. Most people's love is growing cold. All you got to do is drive down through the streets, streets of Rochester, and you see people, man, lawlessness has increased. People don't seem to care about one another. This is fulfilling the prophecies of the last days. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 7, that natural disasters will increase. There'll be famines and there'll be earthquakes. Luke 21, Jesus says there'll be signs in the sun, in the moon, in the stars, in the seas, in the heavens, and men will faint from fear. All these natural disasters. Do you know from 1980 to the year 2000 in the United States, The United States experienced 25 storms that caused billions of dollars in damage. From 1980 to 2000, 25 storms in the United States caused billions of dollars of damage. But from the year 2000 to 2021, the United States experienced 131 storms causing billions of dollars in damage. 1980 to 2000, those 20 years, 25 storms, 2000 to 2021, a little over 20 years, 131 storms. My friends, natural disasters definitely seem to be increasing. So the wisdom of God is displayed in his prophetic knowledge. Who can prophesy but the Lord? Also, you can look at God's wisdom in scientific knowledge, how he gave these God-fearing scientists wisdom. You know, Proverbs 9.10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 1.7 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Jesus said in Luke 21.15 that I will give you utterance and wisdom which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. See, God gave these God-fearing scientists special wisdom. Take a man like Isaac Newton. Isaac Newton, who came up with the law of gravity, the laws of motion, the laws of calculus. I can't do calculus. Isaac Newton was a pretty wise guy, and he said this. He said... This most beautiful system of the sun, planets, and comets could only proceed from the counsel and dominion of an intelligent being. Isaac Newton recognized that there was the counsel and dominion of an intelligent being. You know, Paul says in Colossians 1.17 that Christ holds all things together. In him do all things consist. Louis Pasteur, another smart guy, who discovered penicillin, vaccinations, and pasteurization. And he said his discoveries were, quote, the direct evidence 
of the artistic expression of God. Pasteur recognized the direct evidence of the artistic expression of God. Take a man like George Washington Carver, an agricultural scientist who discovered hundreds of uses for peanuts and sweet potatoes and etc. and etc. A very wise guy. And George Washington Carver said this. He said, without God to draw aside the curtain, I would be helpless. Without God to draw aside the curtain, I would be helpless. He recognized that he could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can see God's wisdom in our scientific knowledge of our God-fearing scientists. Also, we can see God's wisdom in, I'll call this, sanitation knowledge. You might say, what? Yes, sanitation knowledge. You see, Proverbs 10.27 says, The fear of the Lord prolongs life. If you fear God, you have a better chance of living longer. You can look throughout human history and see the insanity of man's uses of sanitation. You know, for centuries, humans and animal waste were just thrown into the gutters and washed down into the rivers. Animals would just walk through the streets and, and just leave, uh, leave their love offerings behind in the streets. The streets were disgusting. In fact, I just read that there was a, a law somewhere in Europe that you had to yell out your window, look out below, three times, look out below, look out below, and then they were able to dump their chamber pots out the window onto the streets. You see, the streets were filthy, full of germs. I read that in the 1800s, you could actually smell the garbage of New York City from eight miles out into the ocean. That's how bad things were. And if you know anything about history, the Black Plague was caused by, by fleas, riding on the backs of rats and fleas biting people who were infected with this black plague. And from A.D. 1200 to A.D. 1400, an estimated 60 million people died in Europe. Wow. They said about one-third of the population died in those few hundred years from the black plague. In fact, in Vienna, Austria, in 1349, there's recorded that 500 to 600 people died daily from the black plague. And in that same year in Vienna, in 1349, one day 960 people, people died from the Black Plague in one day. Why? Because doctors and nurses, they were ignorant to the germs. They didn't rarely wash their hands. They rarely washed their instruments. Uh, they didn't understand the whole thing about germs. They had no wisdom on that. So people resorted to insane remedies to try and get rid of the Black Plague. They used to practice what was called flagellation, where they'd flagellate themselves, whip themselves till they were bleeding. In fact, I believe there's a few cultures who still that do that even today. Otherwise, sometimes they would practice what was called bleeding. They'd use bleeding for 3,000 years. They thought that the, the blood... The fluids in the body is what made people sick. They were also known as humors, and, to, and they would bleed people to try and get rid of the bad fluids. A lot of times they often use leeches. They would put leeches on people to draw away the blood. Well, we know what the Bible says, that the life is in the blood, but they would bleed out because they didn't have that godly wisdom. You see, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of its way is death. Another remedy I read, which is hard to believe, but they would take a snake, cut up the snake into pieces, and put the pieces of the snake on the boil that was caused from the Black Plague. They thought the evil could draw out the evil. Well, you know what's full of evil? Ecclesiastes 9.3 says, The heart of man is full of evil and insanity. And they used to put snake pieces on people. Oh, what fools these mortals be. Another remedy, you might not believe this, but I read this, that they would actually pluck a chicken's behind, 
and yes, pluck a chicken's behind. That'll ruffle your fellers. And tie the chicken to the patient with the bear behind on the boil. Okay, I'm not, that's kind of crazy. Oh, what fools these mortals be? I don't think that worked either. And here's another remedy they tried, and please don't try this at home, folks. But they would actually smear a mixture of feces, lily root, and tree sap onto the boil. What do you think that did? You're right. It only would only make the infection even that much worse. Oh, Proverbs 122, how long? Oh, naive one, will you love being simple-minded? Oh, what fools these mortals be. The way humanity treated their sanitation was insane and just made things worse because they were ignorant to the germs and diseases. But you know the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, they give out these regulations that deal with health. In fact, I read there are 613 commandments in the Torah, and out of the 613 commandments in the Torah, 213 of them actually dealt with health regulations. They were given to help the people stay healthy. In fact, Paul, uh, Moses in Deuteronomy 32, 46, and 47, when he's about to let the people go into the promised land, uh, Moses says, Take to your heart all the words that I am warning you with, for it's not an idle word with, for you. Indeed, it's your very life. Moses is saying, take the Torah, these five books. This is your life. It's not an idle word. You see, the Torah was given 3,500 years ago. And the Torah had advanced knowledge on how to deal with germs and infections and sanitation. You see, when they obeyed the Torah, the fear of the Lord prolongs life. You see, Deuteronomy 23, verses 12 and 13 tells us, tells the Jews, to make sure they build the, the latrines outside the camp and to bury their refuge. Why? Because of disease. In Leviticus 6, people don't want to read Leviticus 6, but when you hear about this, you understand why Leviticus was written. Leviticus 6, verses 27 and 28, told the people, wash off the blood from the garments. Why? Because the blood is contaminated, spreads disease. In Leviticus 7, verses 24 through 27, the law forbids people from eating the fat or the blood of animals that died naturally or were killed by other animals. Why? Because of disease. Leviticus eleven thirty-two to 35 warns about the dangers of germs on utensils and clothes and skin and vessels and ovens. And they were told to either wash those things or burn them or destroy them. Why? Because of the spread of germs and disease. That's why they had to keep all these regulations. Leviticus 13, verses 43 to 46, gives instructions on isolating people who have diseases. We understand isolation a whole lot more since COVID hit, don't we? You can see why the book of Leviticus is written there. So many times we go to read the Bible and we get to Leviticus and we just kind of, you know, conquer out. It's like, oh, I can't read this no more. Why is this here? Well, now we see why. Leviticus 15, verses 13, teaches people to wash their bodies, wash their hands, and wash their clothes with running water. We know now it's important to use running water. Why? Because all these things will keep the nation of Israel healthy. This was given 3,500 years ago, but people weren't obeying God's word and we were suffering the consequences. Oh, what fools these mortals be. So, 
we see God's wisdom in prophetic knowledge, in scientific knowledge, even in sanitation knowledge, and in the knowledge and the wisdom of the Torah. You see, it's so important to obey God's word every jot, every tittle. James 3.17 says, The wisdom from above is full of good fruits. Psalm 119.130 says, The unfolding of God's word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. You could be simple, but if you just obey God's word, you'll have understanding. Psalm 19, verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Wow, folks, we can become wise if we just obey God's word. In fact, James 1, 5 says, If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, and God will give freely to that person. So, my friends, we see... The wonderful wisdom of God. It's pure, it's peaceful, it's gentle, it's reasonable, it's full of mercy and good fruits, it's unwavering and without hypocrisy. God's wisdom is seen through the prophecies in the Bible that have come true and will are coming true and will come true. You see that the wisdom of these scientists who feared God and God gave them this wisdom that people could not refute. You see how disobeying God's word prolongs life. So my friends, if you are out there and you feel like you're lacking wisdom, ask God. Ask God. And if you do, I have a feeling he's going to tell you to open up the Bible. Amen? Open up his word. So I'm going to pray tonight that you open up your heart, or this morning, open up your heart. And whatever the Holy Spirit is speaking to you this day, i got to believe he's speaking to you and telling you to obey God's word. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And if you obey God's voice, you'll live longer on the earth. So, Lord, I'm going to pray that our hearts would be open to receive your word in humility, for it's able to save our souls. I pray, Lord, that we will just have a greater glimpse into your wisdom, and that we will tap into that wisdom, and we will be your children, full of the wisdom of the Lord. So bless these folks' day today. Thank you for them here listening. I pray they got something out of this. I pray they got had some job in the cup and the Bible we've opened up and Jesus we want to lift up. So God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you again for listening to the Java Jesus Morning Show. Again, this is John Souza, pastor of the Salvation Army Church on Liberty Pole Way in Rochester, New York. God bless you.